It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's episode 359. My name's Sam Ekstrom. At Sam Ekstrom, covering the Vikings at ZoneCoverage.com. show can be found at LockedOnVikings.com or via subscription on iTunes, where you can leave a rating and review, preferably five stars. Thank you very much. The time is arriving where we have to move forward from real football to theoretical football, talking about the future, talking about next year. And a good place to start, free agents. The Vikings have 20 of them. Let's get on the list, figure out who might be coming back. I want to break this down into several shows. Today, let's talk about the defensive guys. Tomorrow with Sage, we're going to talk about the quarterbacks. And Monday or Tuesday, we will talk about the other offensive free agents. Most highly compensated free agent, Sam Bradford. It's a conversation I'd like to hold off on until tomorrow with Sage Rosenfels. We'll be diving into the quarterback controversy and try to come to an understanding of where Sam Bradford stands. I think the common assumption is that he might be third on the totem pole of the big three free agent quarterbacks, but I wouldn't rule him out 100% either. Bradford, Bridgewater, and Keenum, the three FA quarterbacks. If you have opinions on that issue, Go ahead and tweet at Sam Ekstrom or at Sage Rosenfels 18. We'd love to hear what you guys think about the quarterback situation. As was the case during the season, it seems very split. There is a divide that is remarkable, which inevitably means that there's going to be a cross-section of people that are very disappointed in the Vikings' decision, and that's, and that's a sticky place to be in. That's something we'll be breaking down tomorrow in depth on Locked on Vikings. 39-year-old free agent Terrence Newman made over $3 million last year. He's been with the Vikings for three years. Does he come back for his age 40 season? I think the wish was for everybody that Newman would be able to go out on top, that he could win the Super Bowl in his first Super Bowl appearance and then ride off into the proverbial sunset. That can't happen now. It rarely does. But does he come back and keep chasing? Could he still play next year? Probably. Do they want to stunt, perhaps, the growth of Mackenzie Alexander anymore by having him split reps? I don't know. I thought Alexander caught up to Newman a little bit this year. I think Newman's greatest value is as a teacher. His mentorship will be missed. And if he were to retire, it wouldn't surprise me if they requested him to remain with the organization. But would he accept? Newman feels like a guy who has other interests, who likes his privacy, who may not want to stay in the league, who may disappear and go enjoy himself and begin his second act. Although Mike Zimmer has complimented him as having the traits necessary to be a coach. Maybe, just maybe he sticks around and continues to pass on all he knows to Mike Zimmer's young cornerbacks. If I were to make a guess right now, I would think that, nah, Terrence Newman probably isn't going to come back next year. How about Emmanuel Lemur? He was the fourth linebacker, essentially. He was the utility man for the last two years. And because the Vikings didn't have too many injuries at linebacker, 
Lemur was never forced into too much action. He was on special teams quite a bit, made $2.75 million last year. I think it'd be worth looking into more depth at linebacker for the Vikes. We really don't know what the Vikings have in Eric Wilson or Kentrell Brothers. We just don't. They, being relegated to special teams, will do that. I'd quite honestly be surprised if Lemur returned. He might see the Vikings linebacking situation and say, well, Kendricks and Barr, they're the nickel. They liked Ben Gideon on the weak side. Maybe he moves on and tries to find a place with maybe more of an opening at linebacker. Tom Johnson, defensive tackle, 33 years of age. A great story and a great four-year tenure with the Vikings. Will it come to an end? I can't say for certain, but I think the assumption is that the Vikings would like to upgrade and maybe get some better pass rush from that position. I think they'll certainly see what they have in Jaleel Johnson next year and see if he can play some of that three technique next to Linval. But Brian Robison, another guy who would play that position, that inside pass rusher on third downs, he's 34, so the Vikings need interior depth. Linval Joseph will be around for a while, but Shamar Steffen is not only hurt, but in a contract year, he's going to be a free agent as well. So the Vikings may certainly need to have a bit of a youth movement, at least on the interior. Marcus Sherrill's not really a defensive player, more of a special teamer, but he's classified as a cornerback. He's 30 years old now, and he's a free agent once again. How many times has Marcus Sherrill's entered free agency? I wouldn't let him go. With Sherrill's, you can count on mistakes not being made in the punt return game. You can also count on one of the best gunners in the National Football League. And he's just one guy, one less guy you have to worry about. Did he have a re- touchdown this year? No. But... He came close on a handful of occasions. A lot of that has to do with the blocking, honestly. And he's proven to be durable enough in this league. He had a nice bounce back year this year. After missing some time in 2016, you wondered maybe he was slowing down, wearing down. This year he was healthy. He did more this year than he did last year. I wouldn't let him go. Resign the man. Tremaine Brock, cornerback, brought in basically as an insurance policy, I would say, for waynes and or alexander and he was only needed seldomly made less than a million dollars didn't think he was great when he was in to be honest and i'd be surprised if he returned we mentioned shamar stefan poor guy got hurt in the saints game and that's probably going to affect his stock going forward stefan was a seventh round pick who played for four years with the vikings had a great career already we don't exactly know the status of his injury but If you think back to Zach Line last year, a guy who was a free agent who was injured, you know, Line wasn't important enough to really wait on. The Vikings knew he wasn't going to be ready for camp. They decided to move on and go with C.J. Ham instead at fullback, and Stefan could be valued in sort of the same way. The team may have gotten all they can get out of Shamar Stefan, and I think he'd be questionable to return to this team. And your last one, Anthony Harris. He was the Vikings' third safety this year behind Smith and Sendejo. That's imp- that was an important position, and he got plenty of playing time when Sendejo went out with a handful of injuries this year. It's clear the Vikings haven't budgeted much at safety right now, especially with the amount they're paying Harrison Smith, and frankly, the amount they're paying Andrew Sendejo, who signed, who signed that long-term extension. They're going to look for inexpensive depth at safety. That would be Harris, I would say. Now, unless Harris believes that he's put enough on tape to get a starting job somewhere or at least compete for a starting job, I think the Vikings should try to get him back. He knows the system. He didn't prove to really be a liability when he was in these games. 
And any uh, deficiencies he might have, I think, is made up for in the fact that he's been in the system three years and he could bring a little more continuity and knowledge to the defense. So those are your Vikings defensive free agents. Hi, this is David Locke, the CEO of the Lockdown Podcast Network. In this crazy, unprecedented, and unnerving time, I know we're all living our lives a little differently. I thought we had some of our sponsors over the time that might be able to help you out. So we've reached out to them to get you specific offers. Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for their first seven days. Start your free deliveries, download the Postmates app, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Anxiety, stress, need something to calm yourself down? The Calm app is available for you. 40% off to our listeners at calm.com slash locked on NBA. Stuck at home, want fitness? Echelon Fit has been a sponsor of ours. And you can go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. And if you're looking to add some new knowledge and get a little smarter in your free time, Masterclass, or at least your time at home, masterclass.com slash P-E-R is offering 15% off. If you missed any of those, go to lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. That's lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. Thank you very much for tuning in to Lockdown Podcast Network. We hope to be here for you to give you a relief and a respite from all the other news. And thanks very much. Be safe and practice your social distancing. We did a little exercise on the Lockdown Podcast Network recently. It's called the Lockdown Podcast Network NFL Regular Season Awards. Various hosts voted, and we came to conclusions on all of the important distinctions from the NFL season. Here are your winners, according to the Locked On Podcast Network. Special Teams Player of the Year, Rams kicker, Greg Zerline, just edged out Justin Tucker. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Alvin Kamara, by a long shot, beat out Kareem Hunt. That was my vote. I'm in full agreement there. Kamara was outstanding. How about the Offensive Player of the Year? I voted for Antonio Brown, but the winner, Todd Gurley of the Los Angeles Rams. They cleaned up. Not the last award they will win in this. Most Improved Player, Jared Goff. Los Angeles Rams beat out Carson Wentz, and the Rams might be overlooked next year because of the way they ended in the postseason, but... That seems like a really good football team. I love their prospects. Executive of the year. Rick Spielman was in the running for this, but it goes to Howie Roseman of Philadelphia. Made a good move for Timmy Jernigan. Made a great move to bring in Jay Ajayi and LeGarrette Blunt And Nick Foles just edged out Rick Spielman's decisions to bring in Reef, Remmers, Elfline, Cook, Keenum. Both of them had great off-seasons. Defensive rookie of the year, Marshawn Lattimore. Of the New Orleans Saints, about the Saints with two stud rookies, defense and offense. Defensive player of the year, it goes to the Rams, Aaron Donald, the defensive tackle. Just beat out Calais Campbell of Jacksonville, Aaron Donald, the defensive player of the year, according to the Locked On Podcast Network. Two to go. Coach of the year, Sean McVay, the winner. And I'll be honest, that was my vote too. He comes into a dysfunctional situation. He accepts a quarterback who everyone had already given up on. He accepts a running back who had taken massive steps backward in his second season. And he totally transforms that offense and turns that team from miserable to formidable. Sean McVay, your Locked On Podcast Network Coach of the Year. And the MVP goes to Tom Brady. Patriots quarterback. It's a boring person to win the, the award, I know. 
but he's back in the Super Bowl in his seventh straight conference title game. And for any perceived talent gap on the New England Patriots, especially without Edelman, Brady makes it work. And he is your Locked On Podcast Network NFL MVP. That's the show for today. Back tomorrow with Sage Rosenfels. We're talking quarterbacks. Keenum, Bridgewater, Bradford. Who do you like? Tweet us at Sam Ekstrom, at Sage Rosenfels 18. Talk to you tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, Locked On Minnesota listeners. This is Tony Abbott here to tell you about the brand new Locked On Wild podcast, where my co-host Joe Bully and I break down the Minnesota Wild every single day. How can you listen? Just search for Locked On Wild in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to bring Locked On Wild to your device every day.